Welcome to Wrestling Now. I'm your host. I'm Lloyd. Welcome back. Happy New Year once again. This is the second episode of the new year. I just did the post AEW Dark last night. Uh, now I'm gonna do. I'm gonna be doing the post AEW Dynamite. Uh, one of the man most. I don't know what kind of words I can use. Emotional episodes I've ever seen in, 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 in a wrestling TV show I've ever you know that I've ever witnessed, and it's just it was just like wow, man. Like the things that went on that night. Every match that went on that night was emotional. Uh, this was a tribute to Brody Lee, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. And they've couldn't have done a better tribute for anyone in any wrestling company, anywhere, anytime. It's just I would have never thought they went this this you know they went this ham in it. You know, they went in. They really, they really went in on this, and man, I, I had to like stand up and clap, and like it was just amazing. It was, it was so detailed and so. Brody Lee's son, uh, Brody Lee Jr., as they call him, Negative One of the Dark Order. He wore a mask the whole night, basically, and he wore a suit like his dad, and he. Handpicked all these matches tonight. It was a total of five matches this uh, uh, Wednesday evening, and every match Brody Lee Jr. handpicked because you know it, this was his night. This was his night for his dad, and all of Dark Order basically cried almost. <laughs> and you know, I mean Uno and I mean, Cole Cabana. I mean, he even had Cole Cabana do a fucking Dark Order symbol. He did, you know how everybody came out and did the little Dark Order symbol? Well, he always used to wave every time he did that. Well, not not on Wednesday night. He straight up did it more than once, man, at the end of the match. Um, let me get in these matches so I don't have to overlap myself. But, man, I, I'm i sorry. I had to really get into this. Usually I don't go this, this deep in a something that went on already on the show and I haven't talked about it yet but man it's just wow there's I, I can't put in the words man like was shit was dope like it was it was just man I would have loved something I mean I'd love something like that just if I die one day uh, okay so we had John Moxley start off the show cutting a vignette about Brody Lee his moments with him um and uh, in the beginning of the show, talk about his moments back in the WWE or pre-WWE that, you know, when he got a chance, and he's, cause he's known for about 15 years and, and you know, and that was just like, wow. That already started, I mean, and then they did what the WWE would do, but, you know, they didn't do it because they're assholes and they're very bitter people and, you know, no matter what, transpired at the end of the day it was just business but you know they just they just cut a vignette of a little clip of Brody Lee and it had John Huber's name on it just like AEW did it but you know the years the year you know the year he died to the year was born to the year he died and that was it that's all WWE did on Monday Wednesday 
and I believe, I believe Wednesday. I'm not sure because I didn't see NXT, but I'm sure Friday. I saw Friday on SmackDown because I wanted to see what the WWE was going to do. WWE was going to do this week, and sure enough, sure enough, I didn't know if they were going to actually do the belt. You know, the uh, the, the ten rings. Uh, the, you know, the ten ten rings of silence, and the silence. You know, and they did it in AEW. They rang the, rang the bell in a moment of silence for Brody Lee and rang the bell 10 times and everyone kept their fucking mouth shut. And, and it was amazing, man. It was so much respect that night. So much respect, dude. Um, family was ringside. You know, he had the roster out there. It was, it was, it was, wow, man. It's huge. It's huge. And then, let me see, what else went on? We had, oh, the first one of the first matches of the evening we had, it was a six-man tag, Matt Hardy, Private Party, versus the Young Bucks and Cole Cabana. Like I said, this was <laughs> handpicked by Brody Lee Jr. Because he would have never seen this in any reality in AEW. But, yeah, they made that shit happen. It was a good match. Great match. Great match. Every match was great. Um... Back and forth, back and forth. I mean, you already know how Private Party and the Young Bucks—they already had history. This is like, like, this was a perfect throw-in on top of the special, this special evening that went on. Was the you know, and then everyone set Dark Order and the roster set their side, you know, set their emotions aside for this one night. And it was, it was, it was just great, man. And then Cocobana and the Young Bucks—they were in symmetry, man. Like they were. Tagging in and out perfectly, like a six, like a perfect six-man tag, and then Coca Bana did his finisher, Superman, Superman pin. That was pretty cool. It was cool to end the show. I mean, the end, excuse me, to end the match, and it was great. It, they won the match, so. And oh man, this is crazy, you know. And Brody Lee was supposed to appear on March, I believe, like 18th or something. And they had to push back that date because of COVID. If not, he would have debuted right on time in Rochester, New York, where he was from. And that, you know, it would have made it a bigger attraction, especially that night. But, you know, since COVID happened, everything it was set back in motion. So, um, next tag team match. This one's also unusual. You guys are going to get a kick out of this. Stu Gray, uh, Stu Grayson and Evil Uno and Lance Archer versus Eddie Kingston, Blade and Butcher with the Bonnie Ringside. I know, oh man. Uh, like I said, in most realities, this, these matches wouldn't happen. But man, to see Stu Grayson and Evil Uno work with Lance Archer, that shit was fucking dope. Like, these are like dream matches. I and mean, he, this kid, handpicked that dream match. That was sure enough a dream match. Um,. Of course, the good guys won. Oh, well, Lance Archer, Evil Uno, and Stu Grayson won. And then they, of course, beat Donnie Kingston a little bit more at the end of the match. I mean, post match. That was really cool, man. And once again, very emotional match, especially this one was more, this is about as more emotional for him, for these two guys, than it was for Cole Cabana. He was like the hand picked guy who was like, hand picked to join the Dark Order. So imagine that was already like, damn man, Brody Lee did that shit, and then Stu Grayson and Evil Uno were his number one and two. So bam, that was that's already like too much for me. 
And then, bam, then you had Hangman Page tag, tag team up with three and four once again, and they went against MJF and Santana Ortiz. Power, powerful. MJF was hilarious, man, dressing up, like, acting like he was Puerto Rican. He had um, he had a, he had his bandana upside down with the logo or the proud powerful logo on it. But it was all upside down, and his shorts had the Puerto Rican flag on the back, and it said MJF, and like in really cool like British font. It was dope, man. It was really cool. It was really cool, and uh, you know they had fun with that shit. And then during the match, MJF was taunting Brody Lee Jr. At the end of the match, I think he actually at one point ripped his mask off. So that shit was crazy, man. Um, and so, you know, they really got into it. It was really cool. Like, you got into this match. Um, then uh, at the end of the day, I guess who wins, guys? Hangman Page in three and four. So that was cool. And it's very emotional because John and Silver, uh, 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 John Silver and... And Alex, and Alex, Alex Silver and uh, and John John Silver and Alex Reynolds and those two guys, man. The, another two guys are also like, like especially John Silver. He was Brody Lee's like like right hand man. Like he had he had him carry the bell and he gave him he gave him his boost of confidence to become basically who the guy the popular guy who he is right now. So they're very emotional more for for Silver than it was for Reynolds. Eric Roman came out after the match and attacked him. Uh, it saved the day when Hangman and three and four were were, were being overran. Um, it, it, I don't know if it was a one-time thing or not, but it was cool to see Eric Rowan use his name, Eric Rowan, and I don't understand. that shit blew my mind away. I hope he signs up with, with AEW just because not even just because of this, but I think this was probably planned before and. I think he was going to go through with it anyway. So I hope this happens. Oh, man. It's just, this is too much. And then you had, like, his son. And then um, they got uh, wrestle, numerous wrestlers on the roster uh, and refs. Talk uh, talk about Brody Lee. Like, even, even current referees talk about how moments where they just... Sat, talked to, stood around and talked around for, about their families well before the show or after the show and that man that is just too much bro like you don't see shit like that on wrestling shows man I'm sorry yeah they sure they become a little bit more sports entertaining but you know what man they're still a wrestling show they still have wrestlers they call it wrestling it's, it's a wrestling program and you know what you can't fake the funk and call it sports fucking entertainment it is at the end of the day, but it's the, at the end of the day, it's still wrestling. It's still wrestling. I don't care what label you put on it. Next match of the evening, Dark Order member ninety-nine, Danny J, teamed up with Ty Conti versus Penelope Ford and Britt Baker. That's another unique tag team right there. But except for Ty Conti and and Danny J, those two are besties. So this all falls right into it. You know, I feel like like I said. I said in one of my previous shows, this is going to lead up to a one-on-one match. Ty Conti versus Anna Jay. Whenever, when the shit goes down and Ty Conti doesn't want to do all the bad things Anna Jay wants to do ringside to keep, to win their matches because they don't really need it to win their matches. And Anna, and, and, 
Ty Conti becomes more of the baby face, and I, that's exactly what's going to happen here. She's going to become more of the baby face, and then they're going to have a one-on-one match. It's going to happen. 2021, it's going to happen. I'm calling it. This was a great back-and-forth match because you've never seen these four women in the ring together. Uh, as, so, like, this is already, like, mind-blowing. Like I said in the other few matches... I really recommend you watch this show. Take your time and watch this. This is really dope. Um, Rebel, of course, Rebel or Slash Reba was back at Rose Ringside. Uh, you know, strikes from Ty Conti. I love to watch her wrestle, man. Because you don't see many women on any roster, on any show, do strikes and kicks and judo, judo moves and uh, judo takedowns and use jujitsu. So... I'm sorry, and she's hot, and she's Brazilian. She's the full package. Next match on the card, we have the six-man tag. We have Team Taz. All the members of Team Taz. Powerhouse Hobbs, Brian Cage, and Ricky Starks with, with Hook ringside. Hook got himself involved in this match. So it looks like he's definitely become, going to become a wrestler eventually. I'm part of AEW as far as their roster is concerned. Uh, they went against Cody Rhodes, Orange Cassidy, and number 10, Preston Vance. There's another unique tag team. <laughs> You'll never see Preston Vance team up with Orange Cassidy and Cody Rhodes. So there you go. This was really interesting. Uh, watching Team Taz uh, using all three members, seeing all how they work together against other people. So, you know, on top of this being one in a once in a lifetime, but not for Team Taz, but as far as this kind of dynamic on the other side, it'll never happen. And it was cool, man. I, like I said, I would have never thought of anything like this. But his son it was all about Dark Order. He had his favorites, and he used them all all tonight. And Preston Vance was his favorite, actually. He calls Preston Vance his favorite Preston Vance his favorite wrestler. Number 10. And Brody Lee always treated him well, too. So there you go. Handpicked. He was handpicked by Brody Lee. Oh man. This is fucking crazy, man. That was the that was the main event. Uh that six-man tag, Team Taz, which is rightfully so. That shit should be a fucking main event. We have all Team Taz together. Powerhouse Hobbs, Brian Cage, and Ricky Starr. Uh, excuse me. Uh, absolute Ricky Starts. And um, this was fun, man. Every part of this match from beginning to end was fun. Watching all three members of, of Team Taz use their power and their strength over uh, to overthrow these other three guys. But then, but then at the other, at, at one point... When the when the sides change, and then you see the good guys uh, showing their offense, man. Preston Vance showed up, man. He was basically the highlight of this show of of this main event. And I like I, I my boy Julian he doesn't really see anything with any of the Dark Order members, but Ten is my favorite. Like he the he's the strength, he's the muscle, and um, I hope Preston Vance. Whether he gets masked, uh, unmasked, or he stays masked, I hope he gets. I hope he gets a championship one day. Well, I see it down the line for him. He, he's new talent. He's a new wrestler, but he's still being developed. And let me tell you something. He's got it, man. He's got the charisma. 
All he has to do is learn how to talk on the mic and get and learn how to fucking cut promos. Once he does that, forget about it. Mask or no mask, he's gonna he's gonna be a he's gonna be a fucking uh, something to be reckoned with, man. I'm telling you. So when this match finally when this match comes to an end, it be the winners of this match end up becoming. Cody Rose, Orange Cassidy, and Preston Vance number 10, which Preston Vance did take the final pin. He took the pin at the end of this match, which just made it super sweet for him because, you know, like I said, he was handpicked. Uh, he was Brody's favorite, and like, other than Anna J. And let me tell you, man, that shit was dope, man. He cried in the middle of the ring. His son, everyone had a great time. His wife was there. Uh, it, was, it, was, it was just amazing, man. It was a very spectacular magical night and they made it that way for the lee family for the john hoover family for the hoover family they made it that way man they that's how you send somebody off into heaven man uh no shit man i'm not playing around you know that's just that was like the most like g thing i've ever seen anyone do for any uh, and the owner was there the whole time tony khan was there it's not like Vince McMahon where he's hiding behind a fucking curtain all fucking night. He doesn't, you know, he only does his, he'll only do like a, come out there and do a memorial service uh, for someone unless it's their best friend. But this guy hit everyone in their hearts and they all had something to say about him throughout the show. Not just one time, not just maybe two segments. Nah, man, this shit was throughout the whole fucking show. So, y'all need to see this, man. Y'all need to see this show. If you don't know who John Hoover was, you're going to see who he, who he really is, who he was. While watching this show, because they did it the right way. They showed, they sent the man off the right way. And they, get, and, and they left a lot of respect for him and his family. To, you know, They left a great memory for him and his family after the show. They can look at the show and go, man, I could watch this shit every, anytime I want to feel better about myself or remember my husband or my father, this is a great show. Because that shit made me cry throughout the show. I cried all the way through the show. And I usually don't get emotional like that for wrestling. But man, like this show hit me right in the heart. You know, because I got a kid, man. So, you know. If I got like I would love someone to do that for me for so, so that way my son could see me the way I really was, you know. So man, that's just that was too much, man. That was just too much for me. That, was, that made me cry throughout the whole show, man. And like like I said, y'all need to watch this. This is something that was super entertaining, super amazing. It was a great send off. Like I said, total respect for AEW Tony Khan. Um, everyone who's who works in AEW, like it's just anyone who had anything to do with that, I, it, it was just just so much respect for you, man. Like that's you know those are that's good people, man. You never see good people like that. Usually owners don't usually owners don't show their face in wrestling. You know that's like another unwritten. Like usually don't see owners out there cutting promos or or owners getting involved in some memorial like this. Like, Tony Khan was there throughout the whole show, man. And you saw his face in the ring with his family, hugging, you know, talking about how they got a foundation for him and his family. 
uh, for John Huber and his family to the that way they don't that way they don't struggle. They're gonna make sure that their family's taken care of, man. Right away, man. Right away, dude. No stopping, man. They did that shit right away. So you know, I'm sure the family wasn't really expecting anything, but you know, but still, they wanted to do it. And to see the owner, see Tony Khan out there, man, just gave me more respect. I, I'm from Miami. I live in Miami. But, man, I would drive four hours to go to a show. I would have done it anyway. It didn't matter. But that, doing watching that just sealed my, sealed my investment when it comes to AEW. Because I would, go, I would drive four hours to go watch a show now more than, any, now more than ever because of something like that. You, I want to be a part of a show. I want to be a part of a a company like that, whether it's uh, behind the seats or behind the scenes, it doesn't matter. It's just that's that's what that's what that's what made you get into wrestling when you were a kid, man. This is how this is how wrestling should be for people when they get sent off. It shouldn't be sad. It should be joyful because they had a great life, great people, and you know, and they and you know they're gonna get taken care of, man. So that was just awesome, man. This, like I said, great show, man. I, I have to I have to shut up sooner or later because I can, if not, I'm just going to keep rambling on. But I have no real content right now when it comes to the show. It, it was just one of my favorite shows of all time next to next to Sting showing up. This was no, this is right up, this is definitely right there. They're side by side um, when it comes to AEW. Um, so you guys, thank you so much. Thank you for being patient with me. I finally got this show out of the way. I guess I, you know, starting it off in the new year, it's the way it should be. And there will be more. Thank you all again. Have a great new year. Be safe. Please drive safely. Be safe. And um, we'll, we'll see you again. <laughs>